0: Hello, Crime Salad listeners. It's your host, Ashley. Welcome to the very first episode of Side Salad. What is Side Salad? Well, in this special bonus episode, I will cover a few shocking new true crime stories that are still developing as we speak. I may even throw in a few updates from previous Crime Salad episodes. For premium slash Patreon subscribers, enjoy even more Side Salad every week ad-free. If you're not a subscriber, we will post these once a month for you, but you are missing out if you're not subscribing to our channel. Now let's run through some of the most unbelievable crime stories in the headlines this week. So first up is a developing story about the arrest of a rapper who confessed to murdering a man in his song lyrics. On September 18, 2021, 32-year-old Randall Wallace was shot and killed at an apartment complex in Las Vegas, Nevada. The Las Vegas Metropolitan Police Department said that the shooting occurred after the victim got into an argument with three suspects. While most details of the crime scene have not been released by law enforcement, police mentioned that surveillance cameras at the apartment complex recorded a white Chevy Malibu fleeing the scene. A few months later, police were tipped off to the street name of a man named Kenwan McDaniel, who may have been involved in the gang-related crime. The name was not released to the public, but McDaniel had a history of criminal activity, including a robbery conviction. He was also in a relationship with someone who owned a white Chevy Malibu, the same car that was captured on camera on the night of the murder. Two years went by and tips trickled in from the public but it seemed that none of these leads were enough to make an arrest then in april of this year the nine millimeter handgun discovered at the scene of the las vegas murder matched with an entry in the federal ballistics database police discovered that the handgun was a match for a friend of mcdaniel's and they believed that he had access to it on the night that he shot and killed randall wallace With this new evidence, McDaniel was looking more and more like their prime suspect, but it was still not enough to make an arrest. Then on July 17th of this year, investigators came across a music video that would change the fate of McDaniel and this case. Here comes the twist. McDaniel is a rapper. He goes by the name of The Biggest Finn 4800. And on July 17th, he released a new song titled Fady Free. A music video for the song appeared on his YouTube channel that day. And the contents of the video were unbelievable, like seriously. In this song, McDaniel essentially outlines the events of the murder in lyrical form, detailing how the victim acted after he was shot, describing the getaway car and identifying his street name that was never released to the public. On top of that, according to police, McDaniel reenacted parts of the killing that were, quote, consistent with evidence at the scene, end quote, McDaniel was arrested at his home just two weeks ago on August 29, 2023, and his preliminary hearing is set for September 14th. Now let's dive into what we know about the prison break that everyone is talking about, the escape of Danilo Cavalcante. Just last month, in August of 2023, 34-year-old Cavalcante was convicted of murdering his ex-girlfriend in Chester County, PA. Law enforcement stated that he stabbed the woman 38 times in front of her children. In addition to this, he is wanted in Brazil for a murder he allegedly committed in 2017. After initially fleeing the scene, Cavalcante fled to Virginia, where he was eventually captured and transported to Chester County prison. Authorities then scheduled to transfer him to a larger, state-run prison on August 31st. The day that he was supposed to be transferred, Cavalcante escaped. In security camera footage, the convicted murderer is seen crab-walking up two brick walls at the entrance of the recreation yard. You probably have seen this video all over the internet. And I gotta say, it's pretty impressive. His hands are on one wall and his feet are on the other as he scaled the two walls in broad daylight until he reached the roof of the building. Then he climbed down the building and ran past a security station at the entrance of the prison. After scaling the prison fence and climbing over razor wire, Cavalcante jumped to the ground and took off into the woods. Over an hour later, prison guards took a headcount of the inmates after their recreation period. It was only then that they realized Cavalcante had escaped. Police, helicopters, and canine units were immediately deployed to search for the fugitive. Since his escape, Cavalcante had been spotted numerous times, including at a former co-worker's home. The fugitive allegedly asked the co-worker to meet with him and showed up at the home while the man and his family were at dinner. The co-worker did not respond to Cavalcante's request. Instead, he sent video footage from his doorbell to the local police. And then on August 9th, the fugitive stole a white delivery van from Bailey's Dairy in Westchester, PA. The all-natural dairy farm posted about the incident on Sunday. The post read, in part, Our delivery van was stolen last night between 7 p.m. and 10 p.m. while we were still here working. We are just as disappointed as everyone that he broke through the perimeter in Longwood. We appreciate the support of the community and continuing efforts of law enforcement. Cavalcante ditched the vehicle after it ran out of gas, and it was taken in by authorities to aid in the ongoing search. Finally, he was captured by law enforcement on Wednesday, September 13th, on a farm that was actually searched twice. The owner believed that he was on his property once in a horse trailer and another time in a treehouse. Police apprehended Cavalcante in the woods of South Coventry Township. A four-year-old dog named Yoda tracked down the fugitive and was the first to approach him. Yoda then bit Cavalcante and held him down while police captured him and brought him into custody. According to police, the fugitive resisted arrest and had to be forcibly taken into custody. Now, since his arrest, Cavill Conte has revealed details of how he evaded police and survived in the woods for two weeks. He said he didn't eat for three days after his initial escape, and his first meal was a watermelon that he stole from a local farm. He confessed to investigators that he was only able to eat the watermelon after he cracked it open with his head. Cavalcante also revealed that there were three times during the search that officers walked within yards of him hiding in the thick overgrowth of the woods. He said that he was able to evade officers by only traveling at night. He told officers that his grand plan was actually to escape to Canada or Puerto Rico, not Brazil. Both are in completely different directions, so it's unclear when he was planning to make his final decision. At one point, Cavalcante admitted that he thought about turning himself in after hearing a message broadcasted from a helicopter in his native language, Portuguese. He said, quote, "'I knew that I had to pay for what I had done. "'However, I wasn't willing to pay with my life.'" So there you have it, Cavalcante is in custody. But now Pennsylvania citizens are criticizing state prison security. Statewide, Cavalcante is one of six prisoners to escape this year. Before Cavalcante's escape, another Pennsylvania prisoner, Igor Bolt, escaped using the same tactics, climbing onto the roof of the prison and jumping down to a less secure area. Now it's up to officials to boost security and prevent future escapes. Now, I'd like to leave you guys with some good news from Oregon. 62-year-old Jesse Johnson, who was wrongfully convicted of a murder in 2004, was released from prison last week. In 1998, a woman named Harriet Thompson was stabbed to death at her home in Salem, Oregon. A neighbor reported that they heard screams coming from her home the morning of her murder and then witnessed a white male running down her driveway. Later on, the neighbor confessed that a detective ignored her testimony and threatened that a black woman got murdered and a black man is going to pay for it. Despite finding none of Jesse Johnson's DNA at the scene and having no credible evidence against him, Johnson was convicted of her murder in 2004 and sentenced to death. For over two decades, Johnson fought to prove his innocence, working with the Oregon Innocence Project. Steve Wax, the organization's legal director, said in a statement that, quote, there were clear and unambiguous statements of racism by a detective involved in the case who discouraged a neighbor from sharing that she witnessed a white man running away from the scene. Wax continued, explaining that Oregon had defended their flawed case against Jesse Johnson for 25 years, calling his wasted time behind bars a heinous injustice. After his release, Johnson said, I'm happy and excited and ready for the next phase now. It's been a lot of years for something I didn't do. Thank you for listening to our Little Bite of Crime. It's our new series called Side Salad. If you are a premium subscriber, you will be getting these in your feed every week, ad-free. So if you're not a premium subscriber, you should totally join as little as a dollar to get more Crime Salad content. If you liked it, let us know by reviewing Crime Salad wherever you get your podcast. Send us a message on social media at Crime Salad if you'd like to hear more about one of these cases in a full-length episode or have any cases that you would like us to cover. All right, we will see you next time.